choking too Sipping and roasting is what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all Well, 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 welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world famous Smoking and Toasting. This is show number 336. Halfway to 500. <sighs> Halfway to 500. Oh. You nailed it. You're hearing the uh, dulcet tones of uh, Alan Denny over there, who's co-host with me today. I'm Ian. Uh, Cruz is uh, floating on the river, smoking a fat cigar, I'm sure, and having a good old time. Um, and also in the uh, studio with us today is uh, Blake Niederhofer from Lone Pint Brewery. Uh, what an amazing guest he's been in the past. We're hoping he uh, keeps up to that same standard and thanks future. for having me back looking forward to it <laughs> awesome i'm super excited about it as long as he keeps bringing beers like these it'll right. be great. oh man that's so nice today uh we got a few things coming up for you today in the show we've got uh let's see i'll have a cigar review shortly after this um we've got a few articles happening on here uh, uh conor mcgregor makes news um <laughs> proper 12 sucks for for uh for um for punching out a a team mascot again he punched somebody again <laughs> he punched out a team mascot I, if this is old news it's not my fault i just looked it up and thought it was funny no i'm uh, talking about you know when he punched the old man in the bar oh they no, said his no, stuff no, was no, bad no, no the, this is definitely this is this was a um this was uh at a live uh sports venue so we'll, we'll come up with that in a little oh. bit uh the other thing we have is um jupiter wellness acquires uh, a, a rapid alcohol blood detox safety drink called Safety Shot. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit. So I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> I don't even have words. And with, and with uh, without further ado, um, uh, we uh, we generally talk about cigars and craft spirits and craft beer. Today on the show, we're going to have uh, quite a few selections from Lone Pint. We've got your uh, let's see, we've got your uh, Berliner Weiss. We got. A pale ale. What else do we have over here? Yeah, a couple got, of the Zytophile yeah, series. So the Zytophile series, which are the big IPAs. Yep. A lot of times got a couple Smash of IPA, and my favorite brown gentleman's ale. Relish. relish. So good. The brown ale is so, so good. I can't stop drinking that when I'm there a lot of times. Did I miss one? Oh, and then the classic. You guys, the Yellow Rose Smash IPA is like one of the best IPAs in existence. This thing is amazing. So I'm always excited to have that. We've talked about that one on the show before, but it's okay to drink that again. And you have this other Zyto file here too, which is, there are two different versions of it, right? You got a smash IPA and oh, smash IPA. And then there, I don't know. We'll talk about yeah, the differences so, yeah, of that as we come along. Um, Actually, so uh, before I showed up at the uh, uh, studio today, I stopped over at Casa de Monte Cristo and had myself a cigar along with Alan Denny. Did you want to talk about your cigar at all, sir? So <clears throat> I'll run through it really quick. But yeah, so I have found the last two times that we've been there, they had something old on the shelf. And it was the E.P. Carrillo Club 52. And it's a beautiful, beautiful chestnut brown cigar that's just medium bodied it, it, there's nothing fancy about the cigar it was a uh, part of the core line six seven years ago it's been out of production for at least six years and just to find a couple of them on the shelf so there's no telling how long they've they've been there but it's a fantastic just nutty earthy uh woodsy cigar with heavy thick smoke it's very one-dimensional stays the same from beginning to end but it's a $7 cigar. 
price to quality, 5.5. Nice. Uh, I walked through, and uh, um, as as seems to be the, the standard now, Steve over there talked me into buying an expensive cigar yet again <laughs> to do my uh, to do my um, review on. So I ended up with the Avo Seasons Summer this time. Now, I did an Avo Seasons a few months ago uh, that I really did enjoy. Uh, this is the summer version that I picked up. This is a 6 and 5 eighths by 50. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Diadema? Diadama. Diadama. <clears throat> That's, uh, it's got some uh, funny syllables in there. Yeah, yeah, perfecto, basically, yes. So with the uh, Ecuadorian Corojo uh, wrapper, Mexican binder, and uh, filler from the Dominican Republic, the uh, appearance on this dark chocolate brown is beautiful cigar. It's a gorgeous look at smooth with some veins overall, very firm feel overall. The classic Avo band in white and uh, silver, and then a secondary band that has the beautiful... Um, Seasons band. It's, and both of them are very small bands, so you don't cover up a whole lot of the cigar. The pre-light sniff on this, I got the gentle, like classic tobacco note, which is is really nice. Like like when you walk into a humidor, you know that kind of just tobacco wonderfulness. Sweet coffee and chocolate on the nose uh, right off the bat. The pre-light draw is slightly spicy and uh, with some sweet earth, um, slightly vegetable and a little floral and vegetable in a good way. Not like, not like vegetal, like rotting vegetables kind of thing, but vegetable, like, <laughs> like vegetable garden kind of thing, you know, because I know sometimes those words get a little <laughs> bandied about, but um, the uh, initial light on this, I got a blast of spice and coffee, earthy and nutty. Retrohale is sweet and spicy. Uh, sour Solid ash, perfect burn right off the bat. Of course, when you start with the uh, Perfecto, it's got the smaller tip on it. It's so easy to light. The first third of the cigar, earthy and nutty, uh, woody undertones, sweet coffee, light milk chocolate with a kiss of raisin, all riding on a bed of spicy pepper. Retrohale is sweet cedar and nutty. Solid ash, perfect burn. On the second third of the cigar, sweet creamy coffee, nuttiness, and chocolate dominate with a background of earth, leather, and pepper, sweet raisin and dark fruit kind of weave throughout. Retrohale is sweet, nutty, woody, and pepper. Uh, I like that the retrohale on this cigar was kind of developing along with the cigar notes as well, which is a lot of fun. You don't always get that, especially if there's pepper involved. Sometimes you just get mostly the pepper. The uh, last third of the cigar, sweet, nutty, and coffee move forward. Nutty flavors and coffee flavors move forward, while fruit and woody notes complement the spicy background. Leathery undertones appear here as well. Uh, the retrohale is spicy and sweet. Solid ash, perfect burn. This is an $18 cigar. That's an expensive cigar. It smoked forever, and it had gigantic puffs of smoke every time you took a puff it was a huge puff of smoke that did great with uh with smoke rings which is a lot of fun i give it a solid five this is as good as you want for an 18 dollars cigar when you spend that much money it, it really should be a good cigar and this is that good so you can put it in that same neighborhood as that alma fuerte from placencia and things like that they are worth the cost pretty amazing so uh you can at least rate this cigar <laughs> <laughs> so yes i Unlike Cruz's cigar last week, we're going to give this one a rating. So that was a, so that was a pretty good one. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot to also tease our whiskey. Uh, you brought a whiskey today, so I was going to bring a whiskey, and then I totally forgot. But you, uh, Alan, had my back, and uh, when I mentioned it, you're like, "That's okay. I brought a whiskey. What'd you bring?" Something. So I brought uh, a Dalmore. That uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Dalmore stuff. They've had uh, the cigar malt, which is just one of my top five whiskeys of all time it's absolutely great i used to buy it when the cigar malt was it was a different uh it, it was a little bit different blend back it was in a different the day. blend back then and it was like 65 five to 75 dollars and now it's now it's a hundred little over a hundred 
120 ish is what yeah. I usually see it around. Um, but it's more refined too. It's, it's it is. I I can't say it's better. It's different, but it's fantastic. But this is actually the Dalmore 12 year, but it's the sherry cask finish, and it's amazing. I thought I'd grab the port, but. I actually grabbed the sherry cast. <laughs> so. You know, I have no problems with sherry cast. I don't finish either. I love whatsoever. Finished, I love finished whiskeys and sherry cask. Yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely fantastic. So what do you guys have going on new at uh, uh, Lone Pint coming up here this summer? It's the summertime, so you guys are busy outside, huh? Yeah, it is the summertime. Uh, it's just brutally hot. So. <laughs> it's freaking hot. <laughs> Welcome to Texas. Um, we we've shifted our hours a little bit to you know catch some more of that nighttime uh, that nighttime crowd, but. You know, we're still doing live music every weekend. We're still doing, uh, you know, a lot of the music bingo and things on, on the weekends. And then we have food trucks every day, but uh, Monday and Tuesday. So we're we're staying um, open and, and keeping all that stuff going. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's warm. So come, uh, you know, come when it's cloudy and shady. But it's it's <laughs> very guys- nice. We've got tons of new beers out. Um, we're doing some barrel aged stuff, and we've got. Um, some different beers that are actually going all the way out to the market, and then some stuff that's just for the tap room. So how nice! You guys got such a nice uh, area out there. Um, when I first started playing in my band out there, you had about half of the stage that you have now, or maybe uh, two thirds of the stage you had now. But you extended that, and there's a roof over it, and all that. It's really nice for a band to play out there, except for the ambient heat. It, you guys make it really nice out there. The uh, the whole uh, yard area that you have is like tons of trees it's real easy to find shade it's really nice no it is gorgeous and it's definitely a country feel and uh, you know we have a lot of a lot of people come out with their kids and dogs and such we have root beer for the kids and we have you know that we make there on site we have you know a lot of different things going on we have cornhole and all that kind of stuff too so. yeah that's a nice area there's a walking trail that goes right next to your uh, uh brewery as well that i see a lot of people i guess the parking is uh, can be a little further off when it gets busy and i see people walking up Yes, yeah, so that that runs about a mile, um, and we're almost right in the middle of it. And so there's uh, there are parks on either side of that where the kids like to go and play. And uh, but yeah, it's a, a crushed granite path that runs right through the middle of that part of town. So yeah, it is just, it is very nice. That's pretty nice. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so y'all are about 15 minutes away from one of my bars, and. I'm really looking forward to visiting there in October, November when it gets down to about 40 degrees <laughs> yeah. and y'all have got the new stouts reporters out for sure. And I, <laughs> so <laughs> it's so hot right now to do anything. It is, it is, it is super hot right now. You know, when you live down here in, in, uh, in Houston and surrounding area, you kind of get used to the heat, but it's still hot no matter what it's, it's, it's still, you're going to feel it, but you take care of it. You, you guys got water out and everything like that. Make oh, yeah. sure everyone stays hydrated. Well, you got to make sure yourself stays hydrated too. Can't, because even though uh, beer is primarily water, you can't just rely on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's easy to get in trouble trying to drink beer all day. So. That's the truth. That's the truth. So uh, you you brought quite a few beers here. So I want to go ahead and start off today with the absolute classic, the one we've all tried before, which is the mm-hmm. Yellow Rose Smash IPA. And I'm doing that for two reasons. One, we got just a couple moments left in this segment. And two, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'll just Let's grab your beer and open it. Um, so this is this is in my mind one of the absolute. I'm oh, sorry about that. Oh, you're fine. One of the absolute best IPAs out there, and and I'm putting that up there with the uh, in my mind Dogfish Head uh, 60 Minute, which I think is brilliant. I'm putting that out there with the um, the Bell's Two Hearted Ale, uh, those kind of things. Like this is absolutely one of the best ipas i know of. well you know what a fan of ipas i am 
<laughs> you're, you're not so, always the big so this is a small pour but you know there have been yeah. some i i am learning to appreciate ipas more and more it seems like five six years ago maybe a little longer when they got super popular and they were just overly hoppy and sure. and that's when i got introduced to them and i didn't like them at all and the more I've tried, especially being on this show, the more I'm I, I like the ones that are really grapefruit forward. Well, you're going to probably enjoy this one quite a bit then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, balance is always something that's been really important in beer. And we've seen um, kind of an arms race over time in IPAs. And it's died down a little bit now because everybody went towards the you know fruit juice IPAs. But this one is is uh, more classical than that. But it does have a lot of those grapefruit and kind of berry notes to it. But we're we're definitely going for balance and not so much just you know melt your, your teeth off. And, and along with uh, along with all those those big juicy flavors you have in here, you still have um, a nice bitter kick on the on the uh, very end of the palate, but also a little bit of a sweet malty thing that just lingers just a touch enough to kind of counteract that so you don't feel like you're just like chewing on a pine cone the whole time like that's one of the things when they're unbalanced that you, you get this thing is absolutely fantastic we're going to take a short break right now go into our uh uh next segment in just a few minutes we'll see you Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio show, podcast, and program known internationally as Smoking and Toasting. Hi, We're Mom. With- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, it was missing earlier, right? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> well, you usually do it when Cruz is reading. That's right. The- that's right. right. So, so today, today's a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working this out. I got to work out. I got to be Cruz today. I got to channel Cruz. Um and so, uh, so anyway, today uh, it, it was brought to brought to light that I forgot to do the uh, drinking news teaser headline. And uh, today's drinking news teaser headline is: Be careful what you put in your hole. <laughs> Not so bad. Uh, so I was uh, I was kicking around and on AP. Uh, there's a um, there's an article. Conor McGregor knocks out Heat mascot in bizarre promotion at NBA Finals. There's a great picture here. I need to send this over to Adam so he can put it up there. Conor McGregor giving a left hook to the Heat mascot, and he's falling off to the side. Just so, so this promotion apparently was for uh, some kind of. Uh, uh, a spray that you spray on for uh, you know to, to alleviate pain if you have muscle pain or something like that. Oh, that's that and, new uh, proper twelve spray. <laughs> so former USC champion Conor McGregor knocked out the Miami Heat mascot in a mid-game bit that went wrong. More specifically, uh, Bernie, the man. More specifically, uh, Bernie. Space. More specifically, the man who occupies Bernie's costume. Bernie is the mascot, of course. Uh, briefly sought medical attention Friday night after taking two punches from Conor McGregor during a third quarter stoppage of Game Four of the NBA Finals between the Heat and Denver Nuggets. Um, the Heat said uh, Saturday that the employee um, who was not identified received uh, pain medication and was resting at home. So uh, McGregor was there as a promotional gimmick for a pain relief spray and was booed by many uh, in my in the Miami crowd even before the bit started. Like he just walks out and starts getting booed. That sucks. Um, sucks for uh, Connor. That is. Um, 
the the flame uh, mascot was wearing oversized boxing gloves and a robe akin to what a fighter would wear entering the ring for a bout. McGregor hit Bernie with a left hook. Bernie is the mascot, of course. Uh, McGregor hit Bernie with a left hook, knocking him down, then punched the mascot again after he hit the floor. <laughs> McGregor then tried to spray the mascot with the pain relief product while several members of the Heat's in-game promotional team dragged Bernie off the court. Who thought it was a good idea to have <laughs> Conor McGregor, an MMA champion, uh, hit a NBA mascot? Uh, you know, well, you would think he could pull a punch, right? Maybe. Like, he's hitting a... He, yeah, make it he look hit fun. an old man in a bar for making fun of him. I mean, <laughs> like it could have been a comical punch, you know, the wind up the fist and throw it, you know, oh. kind of, it could have been anything. <laughs> oh, right? It could have been one of those three stooges punches. <laughs> right, oh. right. <laughs> like, I mean, I just I don't understand what goes through that guy's head. Um, that's pretty amazing. We've decided that we have to have his whiskey on the show at some point in time because. Well, I've had it before. Have you had it? Yeah, unfortunately. He, yeah. Have you had kind of had the, the proper 12? And he no. sold it now to, yeah. to, like, for I don't even know how much money it was. Sold it now, and 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 it's on sale. It's not very expensive. It's it's more than it should be, I think. Well, let me, let me not give that away, because one day we're going to have it on the show, and we'll do a proper. Now you see I use the word proper. We'll do a proper um, uh, review of it. But I will tell you. Um, that when I tried it, it was somewhat akin to when you're, you know, looking at what went wrong in a car wreck and you can't stop finding things going wrong. Well, be careful it. talking bad about it in case he's in the area. <laughs> well, that's supposed to be bad. So instead of malording Cruz, you're going to proper him. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I'll make, I'll make, uh, I'll make news if I, if I end up getting hit by Conor McGregor. At least I'll have my moment <laughs> of fame, right? I'll spend my 15 minutes wisely, as they say. So. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a funny story. Like, yeah, you figure you'd learn how to pull a punch. The picture is priceless. The poor Bernie, the mascot's going down pretty hard. Um, we'll be back in just a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, with our next segment. We'll be trying some beer. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Smoking Intelligence Podcast radio program and all kinds of things that we say into your ear. <laughs> We're having a good time today. we got Alan Denny in here. Alan Denny's been What's on the up, show. What's up, folks? How many times have you been on the show? A bunch. A, a bunch. It's innumerable times. The first 25, I couldn't find the place. I had to Google Maps it. <laughs> I can drive straight here now, and that doesn't include all the offsite. We, we gave... We gave Alan an open invitation to pod crash anytime he wanted. And, and I've boy, done did that he. a couple of times. Oh, that was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We also have Blake Niederhofer in the uh, studio from Lone Pine. Um, this is up in Magnolia, Texas. So right about an hour's drive from here. Almost Idaho. Yeah, well, so um, now it's, that. There's no traffic. <laughs> yeah. So now that 249 goes all the way through, I mean, you can get there, I think, with one stoplight. So it's uh, it's a lot faster than it used to be. That is, yeah, that is, so, that is pretty nice. I think it's I not a bad it. drive. No, it's yeah. just. And, and and for those of you um, listening, maybe outside of the Houston area or outside of Texas, an hour's drive down here is kind of like going to the the, the other grocery store right. for most people. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything in Houston is an hour from everything else in Houston, no matter where you're at. And then if you add traffic in, you add uh, complications from there. So sure. I was, turning on your car costs 30 minutes. For yeah. Sure. yeah, just <laughs> sure. to get the air going. That's, that's not so, a lie. So while we were on a break, I just I wanted to look because I know y'all have a new affiliate in Idaho. Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Guess what the temperature in Idaho is right now? What's the temperature in Idaho? 
85 degrees. Y'all are so lucky. So lucky. <laughs> Wish I was in Idaho. The, the concrete in Houston is melting right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, it gets pretty hot here. Like, <laughs> like, you know, after it rains, you know, most places when it rains, it cools everything down. When it rains here, it turns everything into a sauna. You can just see the steam <laughs> rising from the concrete. Yep. And if you wear glasses like I do and, and you do, yeah. like you walk outside and you just can't see. Yeah. It's fogged like, up immediately. Just, just gone. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, let's see. We're going to jump into this uh, nitro gentleman's rose. We have, we actually right. have an order. We have a, a an order that we're going to try these beers in, um, and we're going from uh, less hoppy to hoppy, I believe. Yeah, we're trying to make sure we can taste all of them. So. Right. <laughs> so the zytophile are pretty big on the hoppy side. That was a good. That was a good uh, sound effect used there. And pour hard. This is a nitro gentleman's relish, which is your brown ale. Uh, this is uh, one of my absolute go-tos anytime I'm at your brewery um, and sometimes when I'm at my grocery store, too. So good. So good. Can you tell me a little bit more about this uh, brown ale? Yeah, so this is a uh, Northern English-style brown ale. We uh, joke that pretty much the only thing American in it is the uh, labor in the water. Uh-huh. Um, so we use uh, British hops and uh, malt to, to make it, but it's... Uh, Really nice, roasty. Uh, we use some chocolate malt in it, so there's no chocolate actually in it. It's just a heavily roasted wheat, um, but you you get a lot of those you know light chocolatey notes. Mm-hmm. And um, it is it is a nitro, oh. so instead of us uh, carbonating it with CO2, it is a blend of CO2 and nitrogen. So the nitrogen gives it that smaller bubble, which gives it the kind of a the, creamier mouthfeel right. so, to it, right? You know, most people are familiar with Guinness, so I tell people that you know that's kind of where to start on the on the mouthfeel if you're trying to describe it to someone. But um, yeah, it's got that real nice roasty, you know, creaminess to it, and it's a and it's a lower ABV beer too. So you know, if you're trying to be good, this is one of the ones on the uh, on the lower end of our beers. This is a funny one because when I'm playing out there and I come walking up to the band and they always see me with these like dark beers looking like this, they think, oh my gosh, it's got to be like. A monster beer, but this is what? What is this coming in five? Slightly um, over five. Is yeah. So this one's six two. Oh, six two. So it's not even as big as uh, just some of the IPAs that you're that sure. they're drinking out there. So and that's a that's a common misconception with stouts is that they all have to be big. Um, one of the reasons that stouts are sweet is the when you roast a malt, um, you can kind of think of like making toast when you toast bread. Um, you get that kind of caramelization or the mm-hmm. Maillard effect is is what it's called. But um, when that happens, the sugars almost caramelize and they get to be um, longer and unfermentable. So you end up after fermentation with a lot of residual sugars that that lend it some of the sweetness that you get in, in stouts. So the common misconception is that, oh, it's a stout or a brown, so it has to be you know dark beers or high ABV. And that's often not the case because a lot of the sugars are not available for the fermentation part. Yeah, and case in point, you mentioned Guinness a little while ago. Guinness, everyone thinks, is such a huge beer, and it's under five percent. It's just thick. <laughs> sure, it's actually um, it's actually one of the beers that they suggest pregnant women to drink. Yeah, this is pretty crazy, right? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Well, um, at, uh, at Lone Pine, who comes up with the idea? We're going to do this style of beer. Like, what? Is, how does that happen? Is that you? Is that you and a crew of people? So it is. Um, there are kind of four of us that got everything started. It's uh-huh. uh, me and my wife, Heather, and then her brother, Trevor, and his wife, Christy. Um, that's kind of been the, um, you know, the genesis of a lot of our, a lot of our beers. Um, we do have uh, another brewer that's put some recipes in, but it's usually we sit down and kind of talk about, 
you know, this is what we're looking for. I have this inspiration and, and a lot of times they work out and sometimes they don't. We've, <laughs> you know, we've made some or test batch some that, you know, sometimes we, we just cook with. brats. Sometimes they go away. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, it's, it's a, it's a committee thing, but, um, at the end of the day, we, uh, we just brew what we like to drink and we've been lucky enough to where, um, we've had enough support from those drinking the beer that, that that's been okay. Um, we haven't really chased a lot of the fads like the, um, New England IPAs and, and some of the stuff, the, you know, pastry stouts and the, you know, beers that taste like fruity pebbles or, you know, lifesavers or whatever. Um, well, you know, so please do. <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. They're just You're talking about us. all his style of beers. Yeah, there. I've got yeah. a whole refrigerator. So, so the one, of the things, no, um, one of the things I noticed, like every brewery, like you start visiting some breweries or, or get to know some of their beers, every brewery kind of just with their beers has their own kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you go up to, um, uh, if you go up to like uh, uh, Equal Parts Brewery, I always think of them. Their lager is outstanding. They've got they're they're on their lighter beers are so good. Um, when you go to someone like Spindle Tap, you think of the uh, uh, hazy IPA. You know, for me at least. Uh, and then um, like if you go out to to Conroe to Southern Star, I mean, I can't think of anything but their buried hatchet because that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, their nitro buried hatchet's one of my go-to. Yeah, beers when so I see good. It out. Like yeah. so, so everyone just has their kind of their own personality. You guys like this. So this brown ale is one that uh, immediately attracted me to it. But you've got this great. Uh, balanced IPA, and then on top of that, you you have so many different styles happening. Like when you go up to the tap room, you have more than this. Sure, you have lots more than this, and um and and some of them are going to be barrel aged, and and you had one that was a that was a pepper barrel aged. What was that? Yeah, one? I mean we we've done a, a ton of different That's... stuff, um, but yeah, we we did one with uh, Thai chilies and lemongrass uh, with our double IPA, and we've done. Several with chilies. Uh, we did one with yellow rose and habaneros that turned out really well. That's that's so uh, crazy. Yeah, it's it's wild to kind of put some of those flavors together, but uh, you know, if done in <laughs> appropriate moderation, they turn out pretty <laughs> right, well right. usually. How many of y'all's beers um, are standard? Like, if if I go out today, if I go out in two years, that beer is still going to be there. So we have uh, we have four of what we call core beers. Right. Um, it, that would be our Zeno's Pale Ale, which we have here today. We have Yellow Rose. We have uh, the Gentleman's Relish, our Brown Ale, and then we have Jabberwocky, our Double IPA. Okay, because there's a couple of breweries that maybe have one, and then sure. there's some that it, it's one of the breweries. I, I'm not. I don't want to take away from y'all, so I'm not sure. even going to mention them today, but they rotate everything and it's like i'll find something that i love Mm -hmm. and then that's a one-time deal like don't fall in love with it because you grabbed a four pack (laughs) it's not gonna be there when you go back and that's really frustrating i don't think that's a bad thing necessarily like uh like your brewery has kind of a has kind of a blend of that because you go through so many things that you can get at the beer at the brewery but you also always have these this core line sure so i mean we're we're set up differently um because we started at a different time than a lot of the other breweries um we were kind of early and when we started you weren't allowed to sell beer in your tap room so um you know we were always very focused from day one on distribution and getting beer out to the stores um, and it's super hard to go into an HEB and say, okay, well, we're going to have something new on the shelf every week and you're never going to be able to get that on it. And if you want right. more of it, it's gone too bad, you know, and you just can't do that. And so it's, it's fun. And, you know, these people that are the breweries that are, you know, taproom driven where they do most of their ingenious the would be one of those. Yeah. Like I mean, they can, you know, they can put out a new beer every week and that's um, what they do. And yeah, yeah well, 
and that works for a while. And then, you know, the, the only problem is sometimes that falls off and you know, what happens if there's not a line around the building? Um, because you can't get a lot of those beers at, right. you know, places where you normally shop, you have to go and, you know, yeah, and, that's and, a destination kind of thing. When it was when, when this deal, you know, especially pre pandemic, when it was really booming, um, you would see these long, long lines and people standing outside, um, trying to get these beers. And so, you know, people aren't driving, um, to Magnolia to stand in long lines. You know, they'd, no, they'd no. rather they'd rather go to their HEB down the road and but, be able to buy something. They but out of like. curious, you said because the TABC laws have changed over the last quite a few years, actually, um, and they've changed a lot. Like they've 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 what in the last five to seven years, especially, right? Yeah, I mean, so um, we and so when you very first started, you couldn't sell beer out of your tap. You didn't have a tap room. You didn't bother with it because you can't sell beer out of it anyway, right? Did you uh, do um, uh, like uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, the tokens. tours and tokens and sure. things like that yeah. yeah i mean so um i don't remember what year it changed uh, it's been some time now but um yeah when we started you weren't allowed to sell beers and so we would do the tour and tokens for ten dollars and um we gave away the glassware because we didn't have a dishwasher you know we didn't take credit cards for like the first year and a half i mean it was just a completely different world back then <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's... um but yeah i mean now it's it's completely different you can buy on site you can take beer to go well, it makes it seems to make it seems like they actually found something that makes more sense now because before you couldn't sell beer on premises, but you could give people a token and give away some beer. Sure. Uh, technically, I mean, it was it was it was it's kind of a weird it's it was a weird, a weird law, and yeah. I'm kind of glad it's gone because now I can go up directly and be like, "Hey, I want your beer," and and get it. Or I I don't know. Do you guys do crawlers? We do crawlers, um, and that's the uh, the cans that we can fill off the tap wall. We also do growlers. Um, the large glass yeah. uh, or, or stainless uh, growlers that people bring. Yeah, we absolutely do those. The current TABC law is that we can fill or sell up to 288 ounces per person per day. So we get a lot of calls like, hey, can I come up and buy a keg from the brewery? No. Um, unfortunately, uh, you not have to get because, it from one of the, uh, yeah, you can, you can buy it through specs or, specs or a total, or total wine or something or, yeah. like that. Um, we're only allowed to sell 288 and 288 ounces sounds weird, but it's a 24 pack of 12 ounce oh. cans. So it's a case equivalent per person per day. That's, so. that's a lot of beer per person, but that sucks <laughs> when you're trying to sell a keg for a yeah, party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it is unfortunate, but we, we have made a lot of progress and there's, there's still more to go. Uh, have but, you guys made a lot of progress in getting into uh, uh, local bars and, and places like that as far as uh, cans or kegs? Yeah, so um, we're distributed all over the state right now. We're in um, bars, restaurants, and grocery stores from Beaumont to El Paso and uh, McAllen to Amarillo. Uh, we just recently got licensed in Louisiana and New Mexico, and we're doing some negotiations with distributors to get us out there. Nice. Yeah, not quite Idaho yet. <laughs> not uh, quite Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one day. So um, we are, you know, we are still growing, and we are still uh, moving out. But, yeah, I mean, the, the bars and things have uh, – you know, they slowed down quite a bit during the pandemic, but they're definitely coming back and people yeah. are going out again. So yeah, it's so nice thing. to be able to actually go out and, and do stuff now and not have to worry about it. And, and you know, it's 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 brought it uh, down to normal where some people still wear a mask uh, and that's OK. Like nobody looks at them funny and things like that. That's fine. Do I need to bring my uh, immunization card if I come up to that? That's not necessary. <laughs> and most of our stuff's outside, so you're more than yeah. more than able to stay an appropriate distance from anybody you don't want to be Your bar staff is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Last time I was there, we had a lot of laughs. Um, 
and, and and like I said, like when I was when I was playing there, they let me go into the cooler to cool off. That was so nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do that a couple times Sorry. a day because <laughs> it was you know when it's when it's tapping a hundred degrees outside and you're working, you get yeah. pretty sweaty. Yeah, Blake yeah. was talking about uh, after they did inventory that day, their inventory was really light after you yeah, left the cooler. <laughs> Some of these cans <laughs> fell down and sprung a leak in the very top of them, <laughs> yes. but I rescued all of them. It's fine. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that that didn't happen. No, that was absolutely. I love this beer. This is this. Uh, not a lot of people do brown ales. Like it's one of those styles that's a little less popular. I think. Um, uh, San Arnold had one for years and years and years, and they stopped making it. I don't think they even have anything like that anymore. I don't know who else does a brown ale. Uh, so it, it local. Unfortunately, the the people that like them love them. Um, everybody it's else not doesn't care for them. Yeah. And, um, and you know, being a, a hot area. Um, you know, they're just not as popular, even even though like this one has, is lighter on the palate and tastes lighter. Uh, people see dark and they just are they're like, it's too hot for. Dark. See, so I have no problems not, with that. Yeah. I'll drink this brown ale or a barley wine floating down the river. No problems. But that's me, I guess. I just give me a milkshake stout in 100 <laughs> degrees. I'm good. <laughs> don't, don't care. <laughs> What's your go to when you when you're uh, when you're like, I'm just going to grab a beer. Um Zeno's, which we're getting to in a minute, is uh, so I'm a big IPA guy. Uh, Zeno's, our pale ale, is kind of uh, we call it like Yellow Rose. It's like Yellow Rose's little brother, you know. It, and so it's a it's a pale ale, so it's so hoppy enough to enjoy, and it's light enough. Um, it's it's lower ABV. It's you know five and a half versus the six eight of Yellow Rose, so it's easier it's to drink a few of them. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know it, it's it's 39 IBUs as opposed to 68, so it's you know it's one of those All things right. that we're able to you know, have a few of and enjoy. Awesome. We're going to crack open some of those uh, coming up uh, in our next segment. We'll see you back in just a few. Welcome back. Last segment of the first hour. So those of you uh, who are only hearing the first hour of this, you can go on to uh, uh, our podcast mediums or you can go on to um, YouTube onto YouTube and watch the rest of the show if we leave you, you know, hanging without all the answers. You know, that really sucks because they have to do that just to hear drinking news. Drinking news is, is always fun. Absolutely. That's the best. Drinking news is our most popular segment that... Is not always about drinking, but it's most fun to listen to while drinking, drinking. which we are going to do. We're going to actually try Mine Schultz. Mine Schultz. Mine Schultz? Yes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, what do you know about it? (laughs) (laughs) Not much. Not much. (laughs) So, what made you decide to do a uh, Berliner Weiss? So, um, you know, we don't do a lot of sours at Lone Pint. This is uh, kind of our first that we've done. that's really been out to the market. Uh, the Berliner Weiss is a, a nice change. One of the reasons that we we didn't do something like this before is uh, we talked a little bit about law changes. Um, historically, you had to have two different brewers permits. You had to have one to make something below five percent, one to make something above five percent. So There's nothing frustrating about that, right? And um, and so we we uh, we only had the big one uh, because we didn't feel like we needed the. Little one, especially you know when you're when right, you're young right. and and early, we didn't have the money to, for both. So, what if you wanted it to be exactly five percent? Uh, I think that rolls to the bottom, okay. the lower one. But um, so anyway, this is uh, this is four point seven percent. So definitely the lightest beer that uh, we have commercially available right now. 
Uh, mind shots uh, literally translates to my treasure. Uh, a lot of people use it as kind of like my sweetie or my honey or whatever. So, uh, but this one um, typically sours or soured uh, using bacteria. So instead of the yeast eating the sugars that we get out of the malt mm -hmm. um, and creating CO2 and alcohol, the uh, bacteria eats it and creates acids. And the acids are what we perceive as, as sour, sour right. right? So like things like citric acid or lactic acid. Right. Um, this one, uh, we actually use a special kind of yeast. So, uh, the yeast is actually creating those, um, acids instead of bacteria. So this isn't a bacterial sour. So it's, uh, actually very technologically groundbreaking, um, that this is even out there. So it's, it's pretty, That's neat. pretty awesome. So um, let's, I oh, love that Berliner Weiss yeah. in Perfect. general, Berliner Weiss are usually a little lower ABV. I think they usually come in somewhere between like three and a half to four and a half percent. Yeah, for most of them, they're usually a little more sessionable. And so. a lot of times you see them um, served with different um, syrups and things. Uh, ours is good on its own. I, I have had uh, several people tell me that it is good with a number of other things. Uh, I've had people make uh, Berliner Weiss mimosas and uh Bloody Marys and put tahini in them and all sorts of things. So. Oh, that's that's crazy. So the first time I ever tried this, and I and I love sour ales. Uh, they don't generally go uh, pair well with cigars, um, because the the flavor profiles are just very oppositional. I think. Um, but the first time I tried this, I was smoking a cigar and it was I was like, wow, this is really good. Anyway. Like, even though I had, like, a, the, the cigar flavor in my mouth, and then I tried this, and when I went back and forth, it was no problem. It was interesting because it's kind of a mild Berliner Weiss, if you will. Yeah, and the tartness from the sour is there, but it's not overwhelming. Um, you know, like I said, we're not huge sour folks at, at Lone Pint, so we wanted to have <clears throat> enough sour to be appropriate, but not so much that you're, you know. Yeah, this comes across uh, kind of fruity uh, and, and a little sour right on the outside of the palate. Yeah, really I, <clears throat> I totally get where you say somebody could make a mimosa with this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is also uh, quite bubbly and, and fun. Uh, the mouthfeel on it is kind of a lighter and very bubbly kind of thing going on. Yeah, it is nice. Super fun. So the uh, so the uh, Berliner Weiss style ale. Not again. A lot of a lot of people aren't making the straight up Berliner Weiss. You see a lot of sour ales nowadays, but you don't see that. I used to get the um, Saint Arnold had one called uh, Boiler Room that I used to buy all the time. They had a yeah. bomber that was great. Uh, I used to get that quite often. They stopped making that, so it's nice to have this one come around and uh, and have those choices. I love those kind of off styles anyway. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is a seasonal of ours, and, and we do plan to make it again. Uh, but it'll be it'll be a yearly. Release. So this is a spring seasonal kind of thing. Um, I think we released this one um, early this year. It it would probably be best in the in the summertime. So we're gonna have to look at that when we get to next year because it is so light and kind of refreshing. It does have a light crispy yeah. refreshingness to it, and and just just enough like if you, if you see this in the store, snap it up. Just enough fruitiness to make it fun. All right, that's it for this uh, segment. We're gonna go on to our second hour next. We will see you back shortly. And for those of you um, who don't have the second hour on your radio program, go see us on YouTube or listen to us on the podcast. Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. This is uh, the second hour of the show. We're making it through. Today we have Cruz out on vacation. What? He's out cruising down the river even. 
you know, this show has absolutely the best music coming back from a commercial. Like it, it almost made the commercial worthwhile. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Some of those, some of those dudes are from an old band of mine. Even really, How funny is that? Yes. So not that last one though. That's that's uh, that's from one of uh, Cruz's um, favorite old bands, and I don't remember who it is, but it's pretty awesome. The uh, let's see, uh, let's oh <laughs> news newsworthy stuff. That's what we're getting to. So uh, after the Conor McGregor incident, there, <laughs> if I can get back out of this. Um, so I was poking around and, uh, sometimes you see stuff and you're like, what is going on here? Jupiter wellness is apparently a company, uh, and they acquire the world's first rapid alcohol detox drink called safety shot to launch fourth quarter of 2023. It claims to lower blood alcohol content by up to 50% in 30 minutes. Well, I imagine go. The only way they're doing that is some kind of an energy drink that gets your heart racing super fast because we all know coffee doesn't work, water doesn't work, only time. I mean, up to this point, time is literally the only thing that makes it happen because yeah. your body has to have time to process right. this. That's right? why I'm thinking if this is something that gets your heart racing super fast, which makes the blood move faster to to get it through the kidneys, to purify the blood faster. Yeah, unless there's something that goes in there and grabs onto that molecule. I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't even. They're sciencing it, right? That's it's bizarre because you know we've all had those uh, those you know hangover cure shots. And those are like a that. joke. You know, I, talking about this article though, the one thing I hope doesn't happen is I hope when people start writing in emails, they don't start asking for medical advice because none of us are doctors on here whatsoever. Paging Dr. Cruz, paging okay, Dr. Cruz. I can't Cruz. give you any medical advice. <laughs> I love the relationship advice from last week, though. <laughs> Jupiter Wellness, Inc., uh, a diversified company that supports health and wellness, uh, announced that it has executed an asset purchase agreement with GBB Drink Lab, Inc., as per the agreement, all operating assets, blah, blah, blah. The revolutionary, including the revolutionary safety shot beverage, um, created by a doctor, validated by research. <laughs> as we know, like when you science that, you certainly can't jumble those numbers or words. <laughs> created by a doctor and validated by research. That's, that's pretty ambiguous, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does this say a doctor of what? It just says created. I'm literally reading it. Created by a doctor and validated by research. So there you have it. A doctor of education, and right. they took four of these after a beer. <laughs> I mean, uh, a safety shot helps your body break down alcohol faster while aiding in recovery and rehydration. So, I mean, that sounds kind of like a miracle thing, doesn't it? Sounds like they're drinking a bunch of water. Sounds like what we should drink is some of this awesome yeah. pale. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> let's, drink. Let's just get on to beer. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this, but let's let's. I want to go right into oh. beer after this. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> the 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 the, uh, the can spritzed a little bit. It's like getting that little shower, you know. It's warming up on the table, so. <laughs> uh, this product uh, here it is. This product is formulated with scientifically proven ingredients. Not ingredients, but scientifically proven ingredients. They're scientifically proven to be ingredients. <laughs> they are they're proven to be scientific <laughs> ingredients, yes. Uh, the product is formulated with scientifically proven ingredients to stop your body from absorbing alcohol into your blood, uh, reducing your blood alcohol content, and getting you out of an intoxicated state. I mean, where's the fun in that? 
The uh, consumers are now more aware of the benefits uh, associated with the consumption of hangover cure products, which help improve metabolism, reduce nausea cause uh, nausea cause due to uh, excessive alcohol consumption, and can hydrate the body. The global hangover cure products market size is expected to reach four point six seven billion by twenty twenty eight. The global, I'm going to read that one more time. The global hangover cure products market size is expected to reach 400 or 4.67 billion by 2028. So we need to start making some hangover cures, gentlemen. Sounds like it. Like we need a market share there. You know, here's the thing. Hear me out. Small little, uh, like the the four hour, uh, you know, four hour. So something that size, white. With a red cross on it, hangover, and alcohol cure. And in the bottle is water. Yeah. Right. 100% tasteless, drink, all natural. Drink 17 of these, these throughout the night while imbibing alcohol. And it's proven to lessen your hangover by, well, I don't know, 30%? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and it's nothing it but Doesn't water. Matter. Listen, yeah. I've done research. <laughs> And it would be medically approved ingredients. That's right. I have a doctor and I've done research. (laughs) I'm not a doctor, but I play one on the radio. (laughs) Paging Dr. Barry, white courtesy phone. That's right. Um, Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. Safety shop business segment alone is forecasted to produce approximately $25 million in revenues and $4 million in negative. Woo, they're shooting for the stars on this one, right? I, I don't know. Uh, a hangover cure like or, or, or a sober drug. Well, you do have to hope that they work the uh, safety dance into the safety shot marketing program. <laughs> oh, it has to be oh. in there, right? You can dance if you want to. <laughs> But don't leave this shot right behind. behind. Oh, we're writing it for him. We yeah. need to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. I'm I'm hoping it's not something that they say. Actually, you take this before you drink, and then it makes you throw everything up. That's alcohol. That's yeah. see, you got about four hours, buddy. That's all coming up. It's just You'll be fine in the morning. <laughs> you know, I, I have found that the best thing that drunk Alan can do when Alan is drunk is leave drunk Alan water on the nightstand so oh. that when he wakes up, first thing I grab is water, a couple of Tylenol, a couple of Advil. Drunk Alan feels a lot oh, better man. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's helpful. But sometimes drunk Alan wants to screw with sober Alan and he leads a glass of vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bad. I, I have taken a drink to bed thinking, hey, you know what? I'll probably, you know, want this later. Wrong. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, you don't. No, or, or the worst part is you wake up in the morning and you smell it and you're like, oh. oh. And, and it's not uh. the drink, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the perils of, of, of drinking a little too much. Or a lot too much. Too much debauchery. Or much too much. This is fantastic. Uh, oh, thank so you. the Zeno's really Pale Ale, tell me how this came about. So, um, you know, speaking of drinking, um, Zeno's Which are I pale am. And um, so my my uh, wife and her brother both went to Penn State, and um, that's where they kind of fell in love with craft beer and started drinking. There is a bar at Penn State called Zeno's, um, and so we named a beer after them and ripped off their uh, IP, like you know brewers do. Uh, but it, it was all in a that's total okay. Respect. That's in Pennsylvania. Yes. We're in Texas. Yeah. yeah. No. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> we, we, Y'all we get buy a tons of their merch tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, we, we've been expecting it, but it is definitely an homage uh, to those guys up there in, in Pennsylvania doing a great job. But 
Um, so Zeno's, like I said, is is similar in flavor to uh, some of the the flavors that you get from Yellow Rose. Um, it's the same malt characteristics, and then the um, the hops we use. It, it does use a little bit of mosaic, but we use a, a couple other ones as well. Um, Citra and Denali mainly, but um, it's a, a very nice, light, easy drinking pale ale. Um, that just it has a, a really great flavor, and it's great on these you know hundred degree Houston days. So this has a, a crispy uh, kind of feel to it overall, and then on the tail end of it, it has that it has that nice hoppy thing with just a touch of grapefruit kind of finish. Like just just a little bit, not like super bitter, but really really nice, <clears throat> and not ruby red grapefruit, pure regular grapefruit. Yeah, straight. So it's not overly. It's not sweet. It's it's crisp. No stevia on it. No. no. Stuff. <laughs> so the um, you know we like I said we use uh, mosaic in there, and that uh, mosaic the hop is the same hop we use in Yellow Rose, which has a lot of that grapefruit. Right, right. But we also use Citra, which is a, an amazing hop, and then um, another one called Denali uh, we use in, in the dry hopping. But it's it's a very nice, like I said, just hoppy, but you know, approachable, easy drinking pillow. Do you have any uh, uh, new stuff? Like you found some new kind of hop or malt that you're going to use that's coming down the board you want to talk about? Yep. Um, actually, in the next segment, we're going to be talking about our Zythophile series, which are all single hopped beers that I we love use those. experimental hops with. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be talking about that in the next segment. I love the depth. art on them. I'm not sure if I'm going <laughs> to yeah. like the IPA, but the art's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the art's well, really, really, really cool. Yeah. I love also like the, the how you get the names for, uh, for the beers. I love those stories. It makes me so happy. Who does the art for y'all's cans? I'm just curious. So uh, we have a, a gentleman that works for us. His name is Alex, and um, he uh, has worked with us for a very long time uh, before we were in package at all. And uh, when we started looking at the putting out Yellow Rose in the large champagne bottles, uh, for those of you guys that remember that, he we were kind of shopping different designers and artists and he said, you know, that's what my background is. I don't know if you guys realize that, but um, I would like an opportunity to bid on it and show you some of my art and show you kind of what I'm thinking. And he blew us away. He's really, really talented. I love that. And um, so he's still our head sellerman, and he works in the brewery every day, but he also, uh, in his other time, does all of our labels and, and a great deal of our other uh, design work. That's amazing That's to fantastic. find in-house like that. You never know because people can just have other things they do in their life that that fall into place like that. It's fantastic. It, we really lucked out with him. It's it a good a good thing. I absolutely love that. So today we had uh, quite a few things going on. Uh, I, I see you brought um, – this is one of my favorite little things you brought, by the way. Uh, this yeah. is a bottle <clears throat> opener. But wait, there's more. It actually <laughs> – We'll open up your can here, but this right here—that's amazing. It's pointed. It looks like this right here is made. Yeah, so it's a uh, shotgun can opener to to open a can so you can do a shotgun. Like, where did you guys like? You guys just came up with this? Oh no, 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 no! I, I wish we did. We would probably be you know, <laughs> making more money than right. you know sitting around making beer. But so you found somebody that had these and sure. they had your name on it. Yeah. These are this is great swag, by the way. It is. This is like some of the most fun. Let's come in here. And this is such a simple little thing, too. I find that to be absolutely fun. We're going to try this out, by the way. I've got a, uh, <laughs> I've got a, just so you know, if you stick around the end of the show, I've got a gentleman, Nitro Gentleman's Relish sitting over here. And I chose the Nitro Gentleman's Relish because smaller bubbles, easier to drink. And then on top of that, it's probably not going to 
go everywhere when I pop it open. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that sense of doubt. I don't know that I've seen anybody shotgun a relish before. You might be one of the first. We're so going to have we'll fun see. with that. You know, uh, I don't know if you know um, uh, Mark Nichols. Oh, of course I know. Mark. Yeah, so the, one of the times he was on our show it was absolutely hilarious. We were talking about our cigars. And you and can apparently... call him by his stage name, Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was on the show one time, and apparently he got a little bit bored. And so he's sitting right where you are, and me and um, me and Cruz are talking about cigars. And just in the meantime, he he starts shotgunning a beer. And the look on Cruz's face was absolutely golden. It was one of the most fun. Yeah, Mark's always fun. Um, I run into him on, on on occasion. He's like it's like everybody in the industry seems to know that guy. Yeah, well, he he's put in some of the best tap walls around. He's yeah. truly a genius when it comes to that kind of stuff. He's good. Absolutely, dude. Quality Draft is his uh, is his company. He's been on the show a few times. All right, that's it for this segment. We're going to be back in just shortly. We'll have some uh, whiskey to show you. Woo-hoo. Pretty excited about that. The Dalmore. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio show program, podcast, and all those other things as we whisper sweet nothings into your ear. Hi, Mom. <laughs> so uh, so um, on my way out the door today, I grabbed uh, uh, I grabbed my ukulele and I grabbed uh, my lighter because I was going to go smoke a cigar and everything. And I realized that once I met up with Alan for lunch that I forgot to bring a whiskey. I did not. And Alan goes, I brought one. So he saved the show. It's not like single handedly saved. It was, it was pretty <laughs> amazing, actually. So he brought a uh, Dalmore Sherry Cask Select, age 12 years. And by the way, I like scotch. Scotch yeah. is so good. They have almost no information about this on the bottle. You know, Dalmore is not real big on uh, mincing words. They no. put great product in their bottle. And it's so this it's is a Highland. Uh, if you're looking for a style of whiskey that it is, Highland is usually a little bit uh, less peaty. Yes. Um, and it usually has uh, some fruitier notes mm-hmm. and um, brighter notes overall. However, this look at the color of this. Yeah, it's this a is, great, great, great. Color. I'm a big fan of sherry cask finishes. I, am too. Uh, um, I, I, don't, I don't think I've tried this one, but I have uh, and I have on my shelf at almost all times the uh, Glen Morangy La Santa, which is a that's a fantastic it's uh, absolutely fantastic the glenfiddich uh sherry cask is absolutely amazing yes, it's one of my yes. favorite um you know most of the good uh, most of the major scotch brands they have whether it's a younger or an older they have a, a sherry cask finish there's a there's almost a grapey kind of note um on the nose here you can almost get that kind of sherry kind of thing it's it's so for dalmore in general the dalmore I always get raisins. I, I get raisins on the nose, no matter what that. the finish is or which one it is. But I don't get raisins on the taste. It's, it's kind of like, uh, so I get the, uh, a similar thing with um, Glenn Levitt is always very apple mm-hmm. to me. Very uh, like green apple kind of uh, on the nose. Um, how are you feeling about this? I like it. it yeah. I think it's already really in good. it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just had a little bit. Of it. I was, He's been doing research. I was. I was. I was looking to see if they had more on their website. He's their not website a doctor, is, but he is doing research. No, their uh, their website is equally unhelpful. Yeah, so. it's usually just it's a list like, that you scroll about through. Yeah. So there's a QR code on here, and I thought that generally might, speaking, though, so if yeah. you go buy a Dalmore uh, twelve year, 
and it's not the uh, sherry cast. This is going to be the same uh, distillate mm-hmm. that will just have a different finish on yep. it. And that finish in the cast, they're gonna uh, they're gonna age it for however many years the age statements on a bottle. But the finish can be uh, anywhere from one day to two years, three years. Yeah, three years. and it's usually I think with most of the uh, most of the six months to a couple of years is usually yeah, the standard. You. you completed my thought for me. You complete me. Aww. I just did a little heart thing. <laughs> Thanks for covering me on that. Um, yeah, and so Dalmore, I, I'm familiar with Dalmore. I've had many of those. We talked earlier a little bit about the cigar malt, and the cigar malt's so good. This one right here has, uh, I think this is a Dalmore thing too. Like you were mentioning the raisin thing. Like one of the things that reminded me, because I haven't had it in a while, is there's a slight tobacco y kind of mm-hmm. flavor to it as well in, in a really nice way. This is, um, Dalmore in general is one of my favorite scotches to pair with a cigar. Yeah. And it doesn't matter the expression. Yeah, it's, it's gonna fantastic. it's gonna go no matter what's happening. It's gonna be one of the things I like about this is there's a good burn in the mouth and there's a good burn going down and you feel that burn two minutes later. I mean it stays <laughs> with you. But it's a friendly and sweet burn. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not overly harsh. At, no, it's at not all. like <sighs> yeah. smooth. It's, 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 it's much more gentle than that. The retro hail on this is also very telling. There's some brown sugar kind of Almost, uh, uh, almost sweet, um, uh, like cake kind of notes or uh, brownie kind of notes coming out of there too. It's yeah, very sweet. It's a it's a sweeter uh, scotch, but you don't get the normal things. Of course, you know with bourbon, everybody says vanilla and caramel. Or right, yeah, you're not you don't gonna, get you that. definitely get the wood though coming yeah. up on the end of this. Now listen, we're going to come back in just a few moments. Talk a little bit more about this. We got drinking news coming up in just a few moments. We got two more beers to get through and one what? to shotgun. Oh. We'll see you back in moments. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that brings you spirits, craft spirits, uh, hand-rolled cigars, craft beer, and everything else. We are smoking and toasting. I'm in the studio with Alan Denny. What's up? He's coming to co-host today as Cruz is out on vacation. He's uh, smoking fat cigars and floating down a river and probably drinking uh, probably drinking the... Uh, the, uh, uh, one, the, yeah, the, one of those the IPA. Sorry, I was working. Just drinking the Lone Pine IPA, um, and then uh, and and having a good time. So we're in here uh, covering for his uh, for his missing self. I've got Blake Niederhofer in the studio. Uh, we're having a good old time today. We're going to get into uh, actually in this segment. We're going to get into the Zytophile series. We're going to learn all about that. I want to talk a little bit more about this whiskey. By the way, um, I think you're out of it. Yeah, like we gone. bottle killed this yeah. thing. Yeah, you only brought in so much, and that's okay. Uh, but we bottle killed it. That's a, a beautiful thing. Uh, I'm sitting here sipping and enjoying. It's probably uh, you were best taking... that we were limited. <laughs> that's true too. You were taking pictures of the bottle, even. Like... Well, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Well, uh, it had a uh, you a know, like you said, there's there's not a whole lot going on on the bottle to tell us what's in it. Mm-hmm. It has a QR code on the back, which takes you to a website that tells you equally nothing. Equally nothing. <laughs> Dalmore but... Dalmore subscribes to the the school of whiskey good drink. Yes, yeah, you know I noticed where that QR code. It's got the hologram of the uh, it stag, does head. stag head. Yeah, and and you got to wonder: Are they trying to make sure that no one duplicates the bottle? We don't want you using this bottle and putting fake liquor in it. Yeah, there's Maybe. so many like uh, so good though. Yeah, that cherry cast so good. So um, so uh, you were talking about uh, you guys. Uh, 
you guys put uh you guys have a barrel program and last year you didn't do it because you did a double uh double yellow rose was sure. the one that i couldn't remember a minute ago i don't know why i couldn't remember that uh, but uh, you did a double yellow rose but you usually do a barrel program where you do uh well, yeah so usually uh usually once a year we release about um, a 30 barrel batch, uh, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less of a barrel aged beer. Um, my favorite that we've done was a, um, an Imperial stout that we aged in Appleton rum barrels and it turned out amazingly Appleton well. rum. Nice. Yeah. So, um, they were, they were used on the Appleton estate for quite some time. Um, they were originally retired Jack Daniels barrels cause they can only use theirs once. Right. And then they, uh, Appleton bought them and, and used them for a time. And then we put Imperial Stout in there. And then we put in a, a small pouch of different uh, flavorings to go with it. So we had some clove in there and we had some vanilla in there. And we had some peppercorns. And so it, it turned out really, really amazing. And how satisfying is it for you to get for you guys just to kind of experiment with that kind of stuff and then come out with a product that's outrageous at the end? You gotta love it. It's very, very satisfying. Unfortunately, because of all of the variables that go into it, they're extremely hard to duplicate. So, you know, you get something that you're like, man, this is amazing. I'll never have it again. So, I I gotta be (laughs) honest, I celebrate those differences. A lot of times when I go to a place, like if I come out to a brewery uh, and I've had like most of these beers before i'm almost always going to try the one or the ones that i haven't had that's going to be my next go-to and i know a lot of people aren't like that uh but you guys have four in your core line and then you rotate a bunch of other stuff do you find that there are people that just come out and this is the only beer they drink or or do you get a more varied kind of like i want to try different things audience it depends you know some of the stuff that we do that is i would say not on your typical beer side, like we do a, a ginger beer that is very ginger and lime forward. It's 6%, so it's not one of the NA ginger beers like a lot mm-hmm. of people have. And we have some other stuff like that, like the Berliner Weiss that doesn't taste like what people are used to tasting in beer. So we do get people that come out from time to time that say, oh, man, this is, you know, I, I'm not a beer drinker, but this is the only one I drink. I've got a, a buddy of mine. He will only drink Yellow Rose if it's beer. And anything else, he if he's out at a restaurant, he immediately switches to whiskey or something else. But he will not drink anything else. Just that's it. Yeah, and he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just very adamant that that's that's, that's the only beer the I drink. Only beer. At least it's a good beer because I, I've I've met many people in my life that you know Bud Light is or 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 Miller Light is their only beer you know that they ever drink and everything else yeah. tastes. They terrible. don't know any better. Do y'all are y'all doing the barrel program this year? Um. <clears throat> I'm not sure we so we have an ongoing barrel program that we are always releasing barrel aged beers at the brewery. The the larger one that we do that we do yearly releases of. I'm not sure if we're doing one this year. Like I said, it usually comes out around Christmas time, so it'd probably already have to be in the barrel. So I doubt we're going to do one unless it's something that ages really quickly. Well, if y'all if y'all do, me and Ian uh, volunteers tribute. We'll we'll right come on. out and sacrifice ourselves for quality control. True. Very good of you True. to fall in that sort. So <laughs> I will. I'll let you probably you guys don't know. have other people volunteer for that, but we're we're willing yes. to stick her. <laughs> no her. one's ever said, "Oh, I volunteer as a taste tester." That we've never heard. <laughs> never that heard, heard that yeah. one. See, that's 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 something we came up with. You probably never heard. I'm with the band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a funny thing. Like uh, my little brother back in the day, I used to tell him, "Hey, man, uh, I don't have any room on the guest list." But if you just take this cable with you and just show up with the door guy and be like, I have to get this to the band, they'll let you in every time. 
he learned a very valuable valuable lesson that day. <laughs> you know what time it is, guys? Drinking news. <laughs> drinking news is a portion of our program where we talk about things that are fun to talk about <clears throat> when you're drinking. It doesn't mean that they're actually about drinking, although sometimes they are, but they are most fun to talk about when they're drinking. Playing the part of Cruz telling the drinking news story today will be Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the part of guest on the show will be Blake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and playing the part of Ian will be somewhat tipsy ian <laughs> and here we go drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news drinking news drinking news now it's time for drinking news a florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet when asked about his absent arm he said uh had to take my gator to the vet Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, that it's such a catchy song. It is. It's very catchy. So here's a, uh, this doesn't involve alcohol, but boy, this story was good when I was this, drinking alcohol. This will make you drink alcohol. <laughs> so Don and Jan Schultz moved. Very nice couple. They, they are a fantastic couple. They moved from Yuma, Arizona to New Iberia. Louisiana. And As you do. Like, I, I just need a little bit of humidity in my yeah, life. Yeah. You know, they uh, <clears throat> and probably transfer of job or bought a new house. I'm sure they were Retirement, very excited. maybe? Yeah. And so. You don't think they moved there for the art scene? and the? It could have been. <laughs> it, it probably was definitely the craft beer selection <laughs> in New Iberia, Louisiana. Um, so they were asleep in their bed and they were woken up by their Australian cattle dog, Panda. Panda was expressly, see Panda Express, huh? Nice. Was expressly going crazy upstairs. As amazing as it was, Don got up. He's 62 years old. Oh, yeah. And he grabbed his Glock from the nightstand and went downstairs. To, so in Arizona, it's all open carry. You know that, right? 100%. You're 100% yeah. open carry. So and so yes, he, you have a gun. He, he went downstairs because the dog was going crazy. They heard a thump. And he went down to confront whatever the problem was. To confront the thump, if you will. And when he got down there, he said he jumped back to get out of the way of the five-foot alligator that was downstairs. That's only a medium-sized alligator. Yeah, Come that's on. not even a big alligator. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, so like, 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 this story is a little less shocking because we're here in Houston. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we know about alligator on the Well, you know, as part, adolescent. as part of this story, they were talking about uh, later a nine-foot alligator in North Carolina that ate a woman. Oh. This is just recently. But as Small he lady. as he got down there, they had they had originally gotten uh, panda to defend them from rattlesnakes, which are a big problem. In uh, Arizona. In Arizona yeah, yeah. However, an alligator was a larger, toothier problem. <clears throat> Definitely has more teeth than a snake. Jan said, I'm glad the Lord gave us a smart dog. <laughs> the, uh, the sheriff showed up. As they called the police, the sheriff didn't even believe them that there was an alligator in the home. And no one would answer the door. Because they couldn't get to the, the door. Because they were stuck on the stairs Be and the alligator was... They were. So... Uh, she didn't believe him, and he had to take a photo. Eventually, the uh, the state wildlife and fisheries department came in and got in, and in old Western style, they lassoed 
the alligator. Uh, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's, there's, there's a part of this I got to talk about. If you live in Louisiana and you are law enforcement in Louisiana and someone calls and says, there's an alligator in my house, why would you not believe that? I don't know. I would understand this if you're in Minot, North Dakota, and someone says, hey, man, there's an alligator in my house. I get the skepticism there. But you live in Louisiana. And I, listen, I grew out in the country in Liberty, Texas, right? And I lived in town in Liberty, Texas, and I have had an alligator in my yard. Mm -hmm. All right? We were over at Cam's house uh, not too in long Beaumont, ago. Right? Yeah, in Beaumont, right? Yeah, in Beaumont. And people, me and Cam, are drinking beer and smoking cigars in the backyard, and we hear screaming. And across the street, a woman had gone outside and was fixing to get in her car, and she happened to see the tail. There was an alligator underneath her car, mm -hmm. and the snout of it was right by her door. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can you even imagine? So after the, uh, after the authorities got there and they lassoed the alligator and they figured out the alligator came in through the doggy door. Oh, you're going to need a better dog door. Yeah, and, and it had snuck in through the hole in their house through the dog door yes they say that one of the reasons that the alligator probably came in is the alligator was hot and it was probably looking for air conditioning refreshment <laughs> because the hotter it's been getting the alligators are actually moving north as far as into the missouri and mississippi rivers trying to get out of all the heat and humidity. So it even shows the alligators are scared of all the heat. So what are we doing having. here if even the alligators are smart enough I saw, to leave? I saw one of those memes uh, recently <laughs> that just had a that just had a marquee out there that said for all you uh, for all of you that aren't from Texas, we're still just preheating. Here's the so uh, this is kind of the morbid part, but this was Tuesday. Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, a 9-foot, nine 9-inch nine alligator killed a 69-year-old woman out walking her dog. The alligator was euthanized. <laughs> in the article. Hey, I bet whoever that got to euthanize it, I hope they got to eat it. Or at least got a belt. Yeah. That pair of boots. A pair of boots. <laughs> that is terrifying. Alligators, look, if you've never actually seen an alligator, next time you're driving down I-10, you're going to see a sign somewhere that says, <laughs> come see the alligators. Like when you when you can actually physically see an alligator and you're separated by a fence, it's a lot scarier Sorry, than yep. like seeing a picture of one. And that is today's I mean, drinking news. <laughs> it's basically a dinosaur. Uh, pretty much drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> this beer, this beer. How do you like this beer? This is uh, this is not your style. You don't like IPAs very much. But uh, what are you thinking over there? So, you know, I'm not a huge IPA guy. Alan's Googling how to be polite. No, no, I, 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 uh, I hold no shame. I, I'm transparent. Um, it's better than the other one. Yeah. Um, it's not something I would, I could drink it. If, if I'm over at your house and you say, here's a can of this, try it. I think I would like it colder than, than room temperature on this. I'm going to drink it and I'm not going to go, yeah, no, that's, I'm going to drink it and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it for, for what it is. I will say this, there are people that are going to appreciate this a lot more than I will, but I do get what you were getting at when you created this. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, 
this is horrible, which I have with a lot so of IPAs. So which, uh, which Zytophile is this? Right. So let me give you a, just a quick rundown on the, on the series itself. We put one out every quarter, and we typically use either hops that most people aren't familiar with or experimental hops. And so the two that I brought here today, one, uh, the first one that we're drinking right now is made with Nectaron. So they're all single hop and single malt IPAs. That means... We always use Pilsner malt because it's not going to overwhelm the hop. And then we use an experimental hop and we put out a new one every quarter. Um, this one that we're drinking right now is Nectaron. We also have one that's so new, the hop is soon, so new it hasn't been named yet. So it's YQH1320. It's just That's number. less fun than Nectaron. Right. Nectaron so, sounds like <laughs> an evil trying to take over a galaxy <laughs> type of yeah, sci-fi yeah. villain. So we actually did one with Galaxy Hops too. But um, so the, the idea behind it is for you to get to try what each of these hops is really about. And so this one is Nectaron. Um, this was our, our next to last one. The, the one we did last we have here today, the, the experimental hop. But um, that's kind of our, it's, it's an education for us, but it's also an education for um, the folks in the beer drinking world that may not, usually when, when beers, especially hoppy beers are made, they're, they're made with a blend of several different hops. So you get to try like, you're like, very this is what this hop. hop is about. So, so this beer that you're drinking is all about Nectaron. And then the next one we're having, will be all about the so, so it starts basically with the same character of beer but your your hop is the big difference between so you have that kind of control listen we're gonna uh we're gonna take a short break we'll come back uh in just a few minutes we're gonna try that last zytophile right there and uh and then there might be a beer you're gonna watch shotgun a beer you get to hear alan with the blow by blow on the shotgun boom Uh, yeah, here we are again, smoking and toasting, coming back at you. This is the show that's all about fine hand-rolled cigars, craft whiskey, craft beer, and uh, Alan Denny is our co-host today, and Blake Niederhofer is our guest in the studio with Lone Pint. You've poured uh, one of your new Zytophiles, the next Zytophile in the line, so which, uh, what's, tell me about the hops on this. So um, the hop on this one is a super sexy name, YQH1320. Um, so this is yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is still mm-hmm. very experimental. It's not a hop that's widely used yet. It's it's brand new to the market. Um, if it becomes popular, they'll name it and you'll you'll hear about it. But um, we were able to get a, an advanced couple of boxes of it, and so we made this uh, this new Zyth file for it. So anyway, it's it's got a lot of amazing flavors to it. You guys tend to have a much better palate vocabulary than I do. So I'll let you talk <laughs> about vocabulary. it. Palate vocabulary. That's nicely put. So this is basically the same beer but different hop. Exactly. So, um, so it's, yellow rose, this one, day. and this one, hundred uh, percent. So, both of the zythophiles and yellow rose are almost identical when it comes to the malt beer bill. Um, now, the beer is so different because the hop is so different. So, I have had more different IPAs today than I ever had any day in my entire life, and I will tell you, except for the first one, the the yellow rose, which uh, the smash IPA, yeah, that was garbage. Which, and I and I told you <laughs> off air, you know, I'm I'm not gonna, sh- well, yeah. I almost almost cussed, but I didn't. I'm not gonna crap on somebody's <laughs> beer, but that was not my jam at all. But everything else, I kind of enjoyed. Right. I on. mean, it's not it's not horrible. This is something I'd be like, oh no. Uh, yeah. But this one, I don't know what it is, but that hop is weird, and this reminds me of funky rum. That's what so, it is. It's 
dank and there's something different what I get. about there's it. A little, there's a, there is a dank's a good word. There's a little bit of dankness to it. There's a little funk to it. But uh, but it kind of has a bitterness reminiscent of yeah. an ESB kind of almost that kind of yeah. bitterness to it. But it's not it's not that just obnoxious hot bitter or pine kind of bitter. It's It's kind of more forward on the tongue kind of bitter like in an ESB. It's an interesting... Uh, yeah, no, this, this particular hop, I, I'm really quite fond of. I've been drinking a lot of this the last few weeks, and um, I, I'm really hoping that... That's called research. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's quality control as well. So Quality control and research. Um, you know, so I, I really hope this one goes somewhere, and I, I hope that we can get this hop again. Be interesting to see. Uh, now, did you use all of what you had, or is it something you're going to take and maybe blend a little bit? or this? We use all of what we had right now, um, but I, I'm hoping we can get some more, so we'll we'll have to see. There we have it. Sometimes when things get popular, like when Mosaic got popular, it was almost impossible to get. So. <laughs> yeah, well, then then you can get it anytime, and then it becomes in everything. Yep, becomes ubiquitous. So, um, so wrapping things up, what a great show! What a fun show! Thank you guys so much. It's been a great show for coming out. Uh, we're recording on a different day. We had a few technical difficulties earlier in the week, and we're recording on a different day today. That makes it a little bit uh, tougher for uh, our producer in the sky to get this out, Adam. And uh, thank you to Terry for getting everything done over here and coming in at a different time as well. Um, I'm super happy about that. Now is the time of the program, though. So Ian's got one of those special little uh, shotgunner. So keys. this tool that you brought is, is this is a multi-tool. Let's, let's, this is a tool. It really is quite good. And this is made for shotgunning a beer. Like a, for those of you watching the video, look at this thing. This is made to pierce a can so as to get the maximum enjoyment out of your can in the fastest possible way. And they are available both for purchase at the Lone Pint Brewery and through our website. That's pretty amazing. So I'm going to go ahead and do this because you know what? We don't shotgun enough beer on this program. So I'm going to let Alan <laughs> play by play, blow by blow. I'm going to let Alan do the play by play here. We got about a minute and a half left on this program. Ladies and gentlemen. And here it goes. We're going to see if this goes everywhere or not. So I'm going to do this above the table, right? All right. We've got so the, this, uh, this part relish. of the back can set onto the can. It is being cracked as we speak. Oh, there it goes. We everywhere. did make a mess. It's all over all right. my face even. Put it in your mouth, baby. Put it in your mouth. Oh, okay. uh, the beer. Here we go. Crack. Oh, there it all goes. It's going down fast, quick, and in a hurry. I, I, I keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. That hole was not big enough, obviously, for the shotgun. Because that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that thing went everywhere. You know, I, I got the uh, nitro beer just so yeah. that like, I figured it wouldn't go as far. Yeah, maybe the nitro Wrong. beer was not the best experiment for that. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I think it was perfect. The only thing that would have been better is if it had the little nitro ball in it. There you go. Yeah. Blake, Blake, that'll that would make you fantastic. proud. Yeah. Is, is this the first time you've seen someone actually um, uh, shotgun a... A relish, yeah. I think that's the relish. first time. I have this. It's all over my glasses <laughs> from when I opened it. This Looks like amazing. somebody needs a safety shot. I love that it's a... <laughs> It's we just won't tell the engineer that, Listen, guys, that happened. I know yeah. that was silly. We had a great time this week. Uh, Cruz will be back with us next week. Looks like we got Cavassier coming on uh, up here in the near future. That's going to be a good time. You guys have an absolutely wonderful week. Thank you to Terry. Thank you to Adam. You guys rock it. Thank you to Alan. Thank you to Blake. This has been a fantastic show. Have absolutely amazing. We will see y'all next time. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. Until next time. Cheers, y'all. 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 Cheers, y'all.